Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some Wine and Chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the Chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hey guys, it's Natasha with Notenio 210 Podcast. I'm still waking up, dude. Um, Start it over. Come on. We got to do this right. Do it right. Shit. All right. <laughs> 210. Hey guys, it's Natasha with Notenio 210 Podcast. Thank you to Vodpod Media for producing and housing and to Latino Podcast Network for having me on your network. Guys, if you are watching this, go listen to it on all streaming platforms. And if you are listening, go watch because you want to see who I have. You're going to hear him, but you're going to want to see him. Yeah. You're going to be like, who is this guy? So go to YouTube and go watch him. Speaking of. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I don't know. I never <laughs> want to jump in on podcasts. <laughs> I'm like, ah, do I start no, now? No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, please introduce intro yourself. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your name? Um, usually, usually do that. Uh, my name is John Gonzalez. I go by Polar Bear. You might have seen me on TikTok. The difference is on my white and Hispanic side. That's right. I'm that guy. Um, I appreciate you having me on your podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Nice setup you have. Lovely. Thank Love you. It. It's very pink. Yeah. I mean, my cheeks <laughs> fucking are just, I don't know. <laughs> your producer said I'm the lightest guy that y'all have had on here, and I take that as a compliment. Um, so I got privilege. That's what that means. <laughs> all right. That's all that means. And a good credit score. So uh, Ooh. ladies, you need a cosigner. You let me know. I oh. got you. Oh. Yeah. And, but do you like Latinas? <laughs> Shit. Come on. <laughs> Does Kim Kardashian like black men? I love Latinas. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, I guess she dated Pete Davidson, so that doesn't actually hold weight anymore. I love Latinas. Let's just say that. All right. Yeah. It's not racist if it's facts. So I'm just letting y'all know. Yeah. All right? so Don't judge me. Slide in his DMs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm, man, Latinas are. Yes. Love them. Also uh, perpetually late to things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even to their own stuff sometimes. Kind of weird, but, you know, I'm not going to get into it. I don't want to throw you under the bus or anything. But I look uh, nice. You look great. Thank you. You look amazing. So, it's you know, it takes takes a couple extra minutes. Yeah. And then I go like 80 on the highway. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I drove from Austin, so 35 is <laughs> a piece of shit. And I was like, man, I'm going to be late. Damn it. And then I show up. I'm like, hey, I'm here. And she's like, I'm like five minutes late. I said, cool. Which is still on time. Awesome. It's yeah. on. It's like Latina time. You're it's, five minutes it's early. It's still on. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah. But you showed up at 308. I was clocking. There's right, a so you're fi- two minutes Like, early. there's a 15 minute window. Okay. And then you're late. Okay. We're not going to get into it. Okay. <laughs> not in front of the guests. <laughs> All of them. Round of applause, please. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So, you just had a special come out, or not just, but recently. Mm-hmm. That was your first special. Yeah. How exciting is that? It was great. It was nerve wracking and stressful as shit. 
but okay, we we can cuss, right? Absolutely. All right, cool. Fuck it <laughs> up. Um, all right, there you go. <laughs> it was uh, it was nerve wracking and stressful shit, but um, it's I mean it's it's out there and and um, it's crazy to think like, all right, this is a piece of my work that is going to exist even after me forever. Yeah. Yeah. So that that that's kind of mind blowing, but um, it was great. You know, I I learned a lot of things um, with doing the special and you know, errors that we made that we'll have to fix next time and, you know, stuff like that. But besides that, like, I mean, it's it's great. Yeah. I'm happy it's out. I'm happy it's out of my hands. You know, yeah. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. How's so. it doing? Um, It's OK. It's uh, it has 27000 views on YouTube. Um, My goal was 100000, but I don't know if it'll get there unless like I just pop off and, and people start watching it. Yeah. Um, But either way, like I'm, I'm good. You know, it's it didn't get like. 2000 views or anything like that or like a hundred something views so like i'm i'm good you know like i'm i'm, I'm okay with it you know well, yeah uh well how do people find it um youtube just go to if you look up polar bear comedy mm-hmm. um it's pretty much clipped right there on top it's pinned to the top so when you click on my channel you'll be able to see it cool but you so. also have a patreon though yeah i have a patreon too okay um and that's like more of behind the scenes you know vlogs and stuff like that so like i'll kind of take people you know, behind the scenes. And also they get when I release crowd work clips, they get like the full clip instead of it clipped up. So they get it from like beginning to end. So I have those on there, too. So when you do crowd work, if you haven't ever seen a show, you're missing out, first of all, <laughs> um, because I've already seen you and I'm going to see you again tonight. Yeah. But um, when you do crowd work, it's it's not like fucking Matt Reif, who's like, hey, who's here today? You're like taking off your clothes. And like twerking on stage. I mean, look, man, I'm giving <laughs> away too much. It's supposed to be a surprise. Oh, but, shit. Uh, <laughs> I'll edit it. I'll edit that. No, it's cool. Leave it in there. Let them let have it. Uh, but no, it's uh, so my crowd work. I'm actually I've been working more on crowd work because okay. it's something that has always I've kind of shied away from uh, because it makes me uncomfortable because it's such an uncomfortable feeling of like especially if you're doing crowd work and you're asking people like, so what do you do for a living or how did y'all meet? Mm. And you're not getting the material that Mm. you want to get from them. Yeah. You want to abandon everything and go straight into the jokes that you know that work. Yeah. And so um, with me, if I ever find anything that's like uncomfortable to me, I always try and dive into it because I want to make myself uncomfortable because that's how you grow. Right. So um, I've been kind of starting off shows doing like, at least 20 to 30 of crowd work and up front just to get myself out of where I'm at because yeah. I want to be comfortable. Like I want that, you know, part of my brain to be sharp to where I can go off and I can riff and I can talk to these people. Or if there is a heckler, I can own them and destroy them. And, and I've done it many times before, but I just want to be better at that. So I'm just trying to improve myself on stage. I love that. Yeah. So how, cause to me, Every time I've been on a stage, I just black out. Mm. Like, I just can't. I'm like, oh, my brain is like, this is too much. No. Yeah. Um, did you ever have that fear of being in front of people? And how did you get over it? Um, I did at first. Um, I was I would get nervous because I used to do I did music for about 10 years before comedy. And so I was used to being on stage. And but that's different because you have a beat behind you and you have a microphone in your hand. And, mm. you know, if you mess up, people aren't going to know. But this is like you and a microphone. Yeah. So um, I would drink. I would get buzzed before I went on stage to kill the nerves and go up on there and do it. And one of my first mentors told me, hey, man, I know that you drink before you go on stage and that's cool. I don't have a problem with it. But 
you want to make sure that that's not a crutch mm. because you don't want to be in an event where um, they don't have alcohol and you have to go up and you got to do your material sober and you don't know how to do it. And it could be a very big opportunity. And then he's like, it's better just to work that out right now. Yeah. And so I took his advice and, and I started like not drinking before sets and, you know, all of that. And I mean, I'm good now. I can go up sober. I can go up however, you know. Yeah. Um, I haven't smoked a joint and went up on stage in a very, very long time. Oh, you should do it. Yeah, I know. I want to. But I'm always <laughs> like, what if I fuck up? Like, I don't want these people who paid their hard earned money for to be like, oh, this guy's a fucking stoner, you know. But <laughs> It's San Antonio. I yeah. think if you're going to do it anywhere, you could do it here. That's true. That's yeah. Maybe I'll do it at the late show tonight. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Do it. But um, but yeah. And and. So like when I so it was I think the last time that I smoked and got high before I went on stage was in Corpus Christi. Um, I did the first show I was hosting and I didn't do great at all. Like I, I I like in the comedy world, you have eat a bag of dicks is completely bombing. Mm. You ate a full bag of dicks. You just gobbled them up. Mm. Um, eating a bag of mini dicks is like ah, you didn't technically bomb but you didn't do great you had yeah. a couple laughs here and there yeah so the first show i ate a bag of, bag of mini dicks okay and i was like ah oh, man i was like upset with myself because i had like i was opening up for my buddy john stringer and he was like a dude who's been a very big influence on in my life and i hadn't worked with him in years mm -hmm. and i was like all right man i'm gonna go up there i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking wow this guy because he hasn't seen me perform in years and i was like damn i didn't do anything and so i went to the green room and i was talking to him he's like you need a smoke He's like, you're you're too wound too up right yeah. now. He's like, you need to smoke something. Let's let's go smoke. We smoke you a joint. We'll smoke a joint, whatever. And I was like, all right, cool. So he wrote up a joint. We smoked, and I went up on stage and fucking did great. Nice. But I haven't done it since then. So I don't know. Maybe tonight, the late show, we'll we'll get a hype version of let's it. Let's do it. We'll see. Oh, you're gonna enjoy? You're gonna partake? No. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can right. drink though. All right. I mean, I'm gonna be drinking too, so yeah. Just drinking so we'll and have a drink. Okay. Okay. All right. But question though, super mm. important question: Is mm. there such thing as like a bag of micro dicks? Like, or is it just like mm. eat a bag, or is like a small? You know what I mean? Is there micro? There might be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe a little bag of micro penises. Mm. I could see that. You can't even. You can't say micro dicks. They're too small. They don't oh. be referred to as dicks. They have to be penises. Oh. Yeah. The penis. Yeah, the penis. If you want to say penis, yeah, Mike Penis. You yeah, can <laughs> old vice president. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> know that guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, interesting. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about some other stuff. Okay. So what like, want to get into? What are, I don't know. What do you want to get into? Hey, this is your podcast. I I'm know, but what are, what are you open to getting I'm, into? I'm I look. I'm open to anything. You've seen my stat. I'm. I will talk about anything under the sun. It's true. Anything. Okay. So you're single. Mm -hmm. So what's it like being a comedian? Like, do you have like, are your DMs like blowing up and girls are like, oh, my God, all the time or like shows like what's the amount of like women that are just like throwing themselves at you? It's um, it's definitely it's like a thousand percent increase from what it was before because <laughs> I wasn't getting anything. <laughs> I was the one in DMs getting left on red. Like, hey. um, now it's it's crazy when the tables turn because like now you see girls shoot their shot at you mm. and you're like, ah, oh, that's fucking kind of clever. If I would have done that when I was shooting my shot, maybe I should have went that approach. Yeah. But I mean, it definitely happens, you know, um, especially at shows because I feel like you being on stage and you're literally 
taking control of a whole room. Mm -hmm. And women love a man who is in control. So when they see a dude up on stage demanding the attention of everybody in the room, it's it's almost like a natural aphrodisiac because mm -hmm. they're seeing this guy go up and just crush and do yeah. what he does and do that's you know does what he loves. Yeah. And um so it's definitely an aspect of like where women do kind of throw themselves at me, but I'm I don't know. I'm I I don't really feed into it too much you know you like hit him um, with the heisman huh you hit him with the heisman yeah you know wow <laughs> but it it also gets weird does because, it yeah i've had so i've had at least three times that i can remember i've had a couple whether it's just boyfriend girlfriend usually married and the husband will come up to me <gasps> and be like hey she's a really big fan she really loves your stuff she he's put a cut on to you yeah oh like you, you should take her to the hotel i'm good with it like nah dude i'm i'm fine like <laughs> i don't want to do that bro he's like nah come on man come on you don't you don't want to fuck my wife no i really do not sir but i appreciate it do you want me to sign anything or like, <laughs> like, I'll sign a titty. Just, you know but, like yeah. There was a dude here in San Antonio, and he was a cholo dude. And I thought this motherfucker was gonna stab me if I didn't <gasps> have sex with his wife. <laughs> it was like it was like fucking intimidating. Like this dude was like straight out of Fools Gone Wild, oh. and I was like, "Fuck, man! Like this guy's gonna fuck me up if I don't fuck his wife." And I just I was like, "Dude, I was like, I don't uh, look, man. Like I just marriage is something I don't, you know, get in between." Shit, sorry. Yeah, um, you're right. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I talk with my hands yeah. sometimes. So. um but marriage is something I don't get in between, you know. Yeah. I, I did it once when I was like 20 years old, and I feel like God punished me for it, and I'll never do it again. So yeah. I just kind of like stay away from it. Like, I don't care. And I've had gorgeous, gorgeous married women hit me up, and I'm just like, I can't. You're married. Like, no, it's cool. Like, we're fine. So no, I, was like, I don't care. It's open with y'all, and that's cool. I'm not judging, but. You're not into it. God's judging me, so I'm not going to, uh. you know. I don't want to get into that. I don't want to. I mean, when I mean it, when you get married, the the vows are let no man break to break apart what God has brought together. No. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. But if they have an understanding and they are okay with it, then it's your personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Which is okay. Yeah. 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 My opinion. Like I said, I'm not judging y'all. Do what you do. Yeah, but yeah. for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Mm. I think I have that on like a picture frame somewhere. There you go. In like my kitchen or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, so what about the ones that aren't married? Um, yeah, they hit me up and I've look, man. What's so, your type? What's your type? Let's do that. Mm, Latinas for sure. A Latina woman pff, is just ridiculous. Um, just I any am Latina woman. I wouldn't say any. Um, but just a Latina woman, I mean, you already are winning. You are in the, you are in the race for sure, and up ahead in the race. Uh, I am a I'm a titty man. I'm not an ass man. Okay. So there's that. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a booty. Booty's great. I mean, it's <laughs> it's fun. It's good to grab on all the stuff. Um, but I don't know. There's something about just breasts that I just can't ever get over. Like. They catch me all the time. Like, they, I'll do stupid stuff for them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just dumb. I will do the stupidest shit. Like, stuff I don't even want to do. Like, I, there's, and I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure men can relate with, the, with this. Like, I will, I will literally not do something that I want to do and do something for them if I see cleavage. 
like, hey, let's go watch Barbie. Like, eh, fuck it. Let's go watch Barbie. And then I'll get <laughs> and there and like, I'll sit down with my popcorn. I'm like, why the fuck am I watching <laughs> Barbie? Right. I don't even want to watch this fucking movie. You just side eye the boobs. Basically. Yeah. That's what I do it for. And, you know, it it it, it has a control o- over me, but I'm <laughs> I'm starting to, like, grab the grasp and kind of, like, move it off of me. OK, mm. because sex has been something that has like really ran my life a lot, mm. like um, growing up and, and even being on the road. And, you know, I, I did, you know, stuff on the road with with women, not like random women, like women that I actually have been talking to for a little bit. So I know I just can't do random hookups because that scares me. Like no randos. Too many diseases out there and it, it bothers the hell out of me. I just can't I can't I can't get out of my head with it, you know. Yeah. Um, but I've done stuff where I've gone to places and, and you know, I've hooked up with a girl and, and um, whatever. But this year I've been working on that and I've actually been working on celibacy, um, like not like abstaining from sex and, and just staying away from it because I feel like that it had a control over me. And I didn't like that. I don't like anything to control me, sure. whether it's substances, whether it's decisions that I make, anything. I don't like anything controlling me. Mm-hmm. And I always have to prove to myself, like, nah, like this isn't going to control me. We can abstain from this if we need to. We can pull out of this if we need to. Um, you know, if you want to use the pun, you can use the pun there. Um, but uh, and, and so, like, I've been doing that this year and just abstaining from it and not doing anything. Really? Um, yeah. Um, I, I slipped up once. I won't lie. Um, in April, uh, got some head. Um, but good for you. Yeah. 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 Thanks. I appreciate it. It was, it was cool and it wasn't cool because I hadn't done it in a while. So like it didn't last too long. And I was Mm -hmm. like, "Mm, well, you want to go watch a movie or you want to go watch Barbie? We can watch Barbie. I heard it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but no, and like, you know, some women are really cool with it. Some women are like, nah, you're, you're fucking around. Like, you're not really, you're just saying that because you're trying to get something. And it's like, no, like, I'm, I'm not. Like, I feel like women think that I'm doing reverse psychology. Mm. Like, oh, you're not going to get this. And then they try. And I'm like, I told you, like, you're not yeah. going to get it. You know, like, I don't want to be that guy. And I hate to turn down women, you know, because I know what it feels like to be turned down. I've been turned down most of my fucking life and it sucks. Mm. But um if you make it known to them in that moment and let them know from jump, like it's just being respectful for their time. Cause I wish women would have done that with me. True. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, we can go to dinner, but I'm letting you know right now, like we're not doing anything. Yeah, it's platonic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. You know, at least let me know out the gate so I'm not like trying to do stuff because then I have the option of like, Oh, we're going to split this check. Oh, you're going to get the lobster. Yeah. She going she gonna, <laughs> she gonna to pay for her own stuff. Boss man. All right. You know, you can get a salad. I'll pay for that. But if yeah. we're not having sex, you ain't getting no steak and lobster. Dang. All right. So, um, but yeah, so like I always try and like let women know, you know, like, especially like if they want to hang out or like come to the hotel room. Oh, really? I'll, yeah. I'll let them know straight up. Like i if you want to come hang out, you're more than welcome to. But I'm not doing anything in that fashion. Like I'm, I'm abstaining. Like, oh no, that's fine. And they'll come. We'll chill. Will they really chill? Most of the time, they do. Yeah, because women, um, we have a lot of audacity. Mm. Like we don't give a fuck. Oh, yeah. And if we want something, we're gonna get it. Yeah. Um. So I think, I think that's interesting that they're mm. like, all right, yeah, we'll go ahead maybe it's like the long game for them too like mm-hmm. at some point he's he's gonna want to do some shit right and i'll be here 
Yeah. Because I let them know that I could control myself. Mm-hmm. And then they're just going to unleash. Yeah. That's what happened with when I got hit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Moment of weakness. And it's mm. all right. You know, it happens. you learn, you move on from it. Yeah. It'd just be keep like going, you know? Yeah. But yeah. So um, that's that's kind of been my life this year. Um, and it's it's crazy because it's, it's brand new. You know, I mean, even pff, three years ago, like if you told me this three years ago that I was going to be abstaining from sex and women would be throwing themselves at me, I'd be like, Here, no, there's no way. There's <laughs> no way I'm going to do that because I'm not having any sex right now. And I just want to have sex. Yeah. But like. When I don't know, like when you start doing stuff that you don't even like doing and you start feeling something have a control over you, that's when you kind of question yourself, at least me. And I think that's why I'm where I'm at, where I'm at today is because I don't like anything to have control over me. Substances, alcohol. Mm -hmm. I don't none of that stuff. I don't I don't want any of that. You know, like Mm -hmm. even with weed, because I remember when I I used to smoke weed every day and I remember that was the first thing that I stopped like cold turkey. Because I was like smoking morning, day, night. I don't, any, I don't care what we're doing. We're gonna watch a movie. Hold on, let me smoke a bowl real quick. We're gonna get something to eat. Let me smoke real quick. Mm. I don't care. Like I needed to smoke. Yeah. And I felt like it had control. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we're cutting this shit off. Like yeah. this isn't, this isn't controlling me. I'm controlling myself. And Absolutely. I'm my actions. Yeah. And I stopped and stopped, and, and then I went back to it, and I was like, okay, well now I can kind of like dabble with it when I want to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um. So when that happened with the sex, I was like, yeah, we, 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 we can't allow this. We have yeah. to cut it off. Good for you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's, um, that's hard to do. Yeah. It's been, it's been rough. And you know, um, where was I? I was in Indianapolis. I was, no, it was, it was Ohio. It was uh, Columbus, Ohio. I was there. And that was the really the first time where I wanted to do something. And a girl wanted to do something else. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go over here. Like, if you want to go and hang out, you can do it. And I wanted to go to a barcade. I'm very, very big with, like, drinks and arcades. Like, that's my jam after a show. Yeah, yeah. I love doing it. And um, she came up to me in the merch line, and she was beautiful. She was a good-looking woman. And um, she was like, what are you going to do after the show? And I was like, I'm going to go to the barcade. Um, and she was like, oh, well, why don't you come over here and grab a drink? And we're going to be over there. I'd love to buy you a drink. And I was like. I really want to go to the barcade. Yeah. And she was like, well, come over. We'll have a drink and then we can go. I'll go with you over there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, that's fair. We'll, we'll do that. And so I go over there. And she was with a group of people who were just amazing. Um, and so I go up there. I, I say what's up to the people. I'm talking to the people. I'm talking to her. We're, me and her are having a drink at the bar. And um, I look on Google and I'm like, hey, this place closes in like 30 minutes. Um, we got to head over there because, yeah. you know, I at least want to, you know, yeah. play some games. Yeah. And she was like, do you really want to go? And I was like, yeah, like, I really want to go. Really do, yeah. And she was like, why don't we just stay here and have drinks? Only 30 minutes and stuff. And by the time we get there, I was like, it's like a two-minute walk. Like, it's really not that far. Like, let's just walk over there. We'll chill. And she was like, oh, well, I don't know if I'm going to go. I was like, well, look, I had a really good night. I appreciate the drink. Thank you for coming to the show. I'm going to go. If you want to go over there and meet me, you're more than welcome to. Yeah. And so I got up and I left. Best fucking time of my life that night and i was like at an arcade by myself i look like a loser but at the same time i was having a hell of a good time that's all that matters some, yeah, yeah doing something i wanted to do you know i think we need to like normalize that yeah like n- i'm good this is good thank you like i'm leaving yeah and you know no offense to you and like n- you know no hard feelings but yeah yeah <laughs> you know and that's <laughs> i think it. i thought it was great like i i actually like 
loved it. I had a really good time like doing it. And, you know, I'm sure because women are weird and sure it turned her on like, oh, wow, this guy actually doesn't <laughs> want to sleep with me. What's going on? Is there something wrong with me? No, you're gorgeous. If it was the year ago, then I would have watched Barbie with you and we would have done some things. But yeah. now I'm, you know, going to go play arcades because yeah. we're not doing anything in that stature. So I just went home or went to the hotel room, used the lotion they had and went to sleep, you know? You know, was it good yeah. lotion? I didn't think so. Yeah, it's never yeah. good lotion there. It's never good anything there. Yeah. At any hotel. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's always shitty lotion. Yeah. Actually, Disney World, the resorts, mm-hmm. they have really good stuff. I could believe that. Yeah. Like, I took that shit home because that was a really expensive trip. $10,000. For what? For Disney World. For how many days? Five days. How many people? Five. Fuck. $10,000? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, $10,000 hairs. So they had really Mm-mm. nice shit, and I was like, <laughs> taking Mm-mm. all this. Pretty sure I took a towel. I don't know what I took. I don't even remember, but <laughs> I was like, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll you got to take all, all that. 10, maybe 000? some hangers, you know, bathroom. You know, yeah, Walter is definitely tripping. Because I'm like, that was one, like, one group. Mm-mm. Imagine. And, like, these resorts are fucking packed. Yeah. Yeah, nah, they they're make making bank. millions yeah. like a day. Yes. Yeah. But it, then again, like if you really, if you go to like, cause I've been, I haven't been to Disney World, I've been to Disneyland, and just walking that place on like the attention to detail everywhere is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, oh, like for there's sure. like we went on <coughs> Christmas, and my manager was like, I want you to pay attention to everything. Like, look how much they keep up with everything. Mm-hmm. He's like, let me know if you find one Christmas light that's out. Mm. And I paid attention the whole day. We were there day and night. And I was looking around. I saw no Christmas light. out. I saw nothing no out of trash. place. So like, yeah. yeah, you charge a grip, but at the same time, you're, you're doing the upkeep and you're taking care of your place, which is appreciative. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it'd be different if, you know, they treated it like a Six Flags or something. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And there was stuff that wasn't supposed to be there, and they're still charging all this money. Then it's like, ah, okay, well, yeah, y'all are fucking up. Yeah, here. it was super clean, and I felt really safe. Yeah. And that means a lot. Yeah. So. You pay for it. You pay for security and, and no shit. cleanliness. So. And balloons and drinks. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I want to get into something a little more, not somber, but um, I guess real shit. Mm-hmm. Right? That's my thing is keeping shit real. Gotcha. Um, so you are a comedian, but life isn't always funny, right? Mm-hmm. There's shit that happens, shit that you've gone through. Yeah. Um, and because you're a man, I like to talk to men about mental health. Mm-hmm. So if you don't mind kind of sharing like where you've been, where you are um, mentally. Um, yeah, that's that's something a lot of people don't talk about um, with the comedy like you're constantly on. Mm-hmm. You always have to make others laugh. You always have to brighten their day and you don't really want to spread any negativity or, or any sadness because that's kind of like counteracting what you're doing and what you're what you're passionate about. Right. You know, um, so I mean, this year has probably been like one of my toughest years mentally for me. Um, there's been so many things that have been out of my control that are going on right now at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah that's been i've had very very dark times you know times i didn't know if i was gonna come out alive in you know um but you know i i just try my best and i try to push through it all and and i try to keep my faith in god and you know it's it's um it's crazy because 
I don't care how imperfect I am. I don't care how much I sin, how much I mess up. God is always there for me. Mm. Always. Always. I am a rated R comic. I talk about sexual stuff on stage. I do sexual acts on stage. <laughs> I do all kinds of things. But God is always showing up for me, and he's always there for me. And I always try and put him first in my life and try to wake up and start my day with prayer and, and, and everything. And I'm very grateful and thankful that we do have God's grace and mm -hmm. that God does understand, like, he's real, bro. Like, you know, that's just John. He's making people laugh. Like, he's he knows my heart at yeah. the end of the day, yeah. you know. And so that's been that's been my core and that's been my rock through everything. Um, now, there's been times even this year where I don't want to say I pushed them away, but I was doing sinful stuff to cope because sometimes you find comfort in doing sinful things. Mm -hmm. And so I would do sinful things and I would be ashamed in a sense to like talk to him or, or, or wake up and start my morning with prayer. Like you can't do that. Look what you just did last night. You can't, you can't start your morning with prayer right now. Mm -hmm. Or that's that. Th this isn't a thing. Mm -hmm. Clean your act up first. But as I'm, I, I literally just got into therapy this year and Congratulations. thank you. Um, and it's it's helped out, you know, because growing up, I was raised in a Baptist church and Southern Baptists. They're very strict. Mm -hmm. You can't do certain things. If you do this, you're going to hell, like all of these things, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and um, going to therapy, it kind of helped me with my walk with God because my therapist was like. You're. Because I, I started doing this thing this year where I do a rest day every Tuesday, and I've kind of gotten away from it lately. Um, but it would I'd be doing a rest day every Tuesday, and basically I disconnect from everything, unplug everything, and I sit and I read my Bible, I watch sermons, and, and I have a, a throwaway phone that I use. Hmm. Um, it's just that like my immediate family has it for emergencies only. Okay. And um, I was doing that, and it was almost more like a training camp than me – really being with God and enjoying my time with God. Mm. And my therapist called me out on that. She was like, your Tuesdays, like I understand like they're very important to you, but it seems like you're putting way too much stress on yourself with your rest day and being with God. Do you think this is the way God wants to see your journey with him? Mm. And I was like, mm, okay. Interesting. And that's facts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so like I've, I've kind of been – allowing myself more to like be in his grace and be okay with it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I know I'm going to mess up. I know I'm going to slip. I know I'm going to fall. Yeah. But he, he already knows that. Yeah. He knows I'm going to slip up the next time I slip up. Right. You know, like he knows what's going to happen. But he's already forgiven you for your sins. Exactly. Yeah. And so like I'm living more in the grace mentality and, and, and moving forward. And that's kind of what's helped me through a lot of my darkness, you know? But I mean, that's still... Even with that, it doesn't mean that everything's okay and I'm fine and I'm happy go lucky. Nah, man. I, I mean, I mean, literally, what was it like, a week, week and a half, two weeks ago, I was bawling like hard, like whimpering, bawling, like trying to catch my breath, bawling because yeah. there was just so much stuff piling up on me, you know. And I think one of the things was I had um, my shows in Denver. Uh, August 11th and 12th, I flew out on August 10th, and my Thea passed away on August 10th. And I found out that morning before I went to the airport. Mm. 
And so when that happens and you have shows, you have to make people laugh. Yeah. You don't get to sit there. You don't get to grieve. You you hear the news, you try and process it, and then you grab all those feelings and you push them down. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what I'm feeling. I don't care how I'm feeling. I don't care if I'm crying before I go on stage. All of it has to stay down and buried so I can go up here, deliver the last of the people, meet and greet, smile, take pictures, do all this, and then go back to my hotel room. And then if I want to cry a little bit or if I want to be sad, okay, then you can now at the hotel room. Yeah. You know? So... It's it's very um, it's it's it can be rough being a comedian, you know, and I think that that's why you see people who you think are always happy end up killing themselves. Yeah. You know, because they don't want to burden anybody. I don't want to be a burden. That's not me. I I make people laugh. I, I I'm here to spread positive vibes and laughter. And if I post about this and people are going to get sad and I don't want them to be sad. Yeah. And the thoughts get in their head and they just end up ending it. Yeah. And it's it's a very sad and unfortunate thing, you know. Yeah. But I think it's about keeping it real. And thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's about keeping it real. And you you've been given this platform mm-hmm. through your work, through, yeah. you know, through your journey, through your fate, mm-hmm. you know, or your God's plan for you. Yeah. And so I think maybe a part of that. And I don't know if it's something you've ever thought of is being open and honest with your fans or with people Mm -hmm. you know with your followers of like you know hey like i'm having a shitty time like yeah and yeah i have to push through it i have to get through it but like you can too you know Mm -hmm. yeah and that's something that i've done since the beginning Mm -hmm. as far as like (coughs) sharing my losses yes you know yeah there's so many people not even just in comedy but in life in general who share all of their victories yes you know, sold out crowd mm-hmm. or um, me and my girl, we've been together for this many years and we love each other. There's no, nobody else that I want to be with more or, you know, me and my family, we're the perfect family. We love each other. And, you know, behind the scenes, that's not 100 percent true. Yeah. You know, if I have shows that get canceled, I let people know. Like when I first started working with my manager, we had um, I was all excited, too. And I made like a whole post about it and we were doing. Um, we were doing Miami, West Palm Beach, Orlando, Tennessee, Atlanta, and Birmingham. And I was so excited that I got all these gigs. This is when I first started, like, getting back and, like, you know, after mm-hmm. the pandemic and stuff. And so I made this whole post of, like, man, this is where I'm going to be. And, like, I remember making the um the event calendar and seeing, like, the different states going down. And just like being in awe and being so happy and being so grateful. Mm-hmm. Well, ticket sales weren't great because I've never performed there. So the mm-hmm. only show that we did was Orlando. And my manager was like, you know, COVID's still around. You can just blame it on COVID and just tell people like, hey, due to COVID restric- restrictions, like we're not going to be able to do this. We can only do this show. Mm. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I want to be real. Yeah. I want to let people know like this is. These are the breaks, you yeah. know, because a lot of people don't understand that. Like when you go after your dreams, when you go after your goals, when you try and do all this stuff, there's going to be a lot of hiccups. There's going to be a lot of things that set you back. Yeah. All this stuff you see on social media, of people posting all their wins and victories. Yeah, they're going to be there. But the stuff in between mm-hmm. the real meat and potatoes of all of this, mm-hmm. that is what is going to be pretty much all the time. 
Oh, yeah. You're never going to be able to escape from that. It's never going to be win, 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 win. There's I don't give a shit what song you listen to. None of that shit. Like, no, it's not going to be when there's going to be losses. Yeah. You know, and so I try to share that and I try to let people know, like, hey, this show got canceled because ticket sales were great. It's it's all right. We're going to get back to it. I'll be back there. We'll, we'll try and do better next time. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it, it happens. So I always try and be just um, humble and open and transparent as I can be. You know, yeah. like I, I want to be transparent. I want people to see everything. There's certain stuff I don't post online because it's like family things. Sure. And I respect other people's privacy. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I always try and be as open as I can be with people, especially like on my story on Instagram. Like I'll be real with everybody. Like, hey, I've been out you know i messed up or i did this or you know yeah. I, I try and be real as i can you are i see mm. it yeah. but i think and i think that's important especially as a man and mm. you know and i don't know i think there's just such a stigma unfortunately with like mental health and but especially amongst you know minorities and then men mm-hmm. um well i mean well fuck it like women too you know like everybody everybody yeah. in general like you know men should be stronger women should be stronger you know yeah and mental health uh, is seen as like a weakness rather than no i just know what the fuck i am and what i need help with yeah and it's okay to get that help mm-hmm. it should be normalized i think everybody on this freaking planet should have a therapist mm-hmm. everybody because yeah. everybody has some shit to talk about everybody has trauma yeah. every person i've ever talked to i've done over 500 interviews with people every single person has some shit yeah even if it's like oh yeah i'm stressed out because my kids that's still a stressor right Yes, stressors are part of life, but we should be able to talk to somebody about it. Yeah. Yep. And I think it's really big in, in uh, the Latino culture, too, of you don't cry, be a man, don't mm-hmm. cry. What are you, a little girl? Don't cry, mm-hmm. be a man. I heard that shit growing up all the fucking time, Mm-mm. you know? And my dad, love him to death. He's such an amazing person, but he's fucking awful at, like, trying to, like, comfort somebody. <laughs> You know, like he's <laughs> he's the worst. Yeah. He's the worst. Like he'll get pissed off before he comforts anybody. You really? know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Yeah. And like he's like he's great as far as like you're doing really good, Miho, I'm really proud of you. Like those feelings he's really good with. Yeah, yeah. But when it comes to like, you know, if you're upset or something or, or like, you know, whatever, like he's good at like always putting God first. Mm-hmm. That's where I get like a lot of my faith from is from my parents. Yeah. You know? But, like, stories I hear from, like, him and my mom, I'm like, he's just the fucking worst of, like, damn, mom. Like, that's, you know, that's just dad. He's not going to be able to sit there and really, like, comfort you and do all that. Like, he's just going to get pissed off and walk out of the room, you know? So, but, I mean, hey, whatever. She's white. She can take it. They've been together for 50 years. So oh, my God. She puts up with a lot of shit. But they're they're great. I love my parents. Like, they, they really are amazing people. But when it comes to, like, sympathy and my dad, like, it just doesn't really work that well. Really? Yeah. So... Okay. See, and I feel like Latina moms are like the opposite of that. Yeah. Like they'll comfort you when you're sad, mm-hmm. but at the same time, there it's like, uh, like no, be be quiet, like be submissive, like be, shh, you know, mm-hmm. and like you know, do just you know, wash the clothes and uh, you know, cook the food and like, <laughs> well, I'm not here. I mean, I'll <laughs> do all that. I do do all that, but like, no, that's not no. Like I'm a strong, independent woman, and like. That's okay too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but also for my sons, like I normalize them or I tell them, like, if you have feelings, like talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah. You wanna cry? Cry about it. Mm-hmm. You wanna scream? Let's scream about it. Like we can go to the car and we'll both scream. You know what I mean? Right. 
I'll take you to a field and we'll freaking scream and kick and cry and like you know whatever you need to do like let it out yeah don't keep any of that in mm-hmm. and like m- yeah my oldest is like nah but like my yeah. middle one's like okay <laughs> and i'm like let it out let it out right yeah that's yeah. that's the weird part too um when you do let it out i guess more i don't know if it's just like being a man or what it is but like when you do let it out, it feels weird. It doesn't feel natural. It doesn't really? feel normal. Not for me. Do you think it was the way that you were raised? Possibly. Okay. Could be. Yeah. You know? Um and not even just talking about crying. I um a few months ago, it was this year, it was just stuff piling up on top of each other like it's been doing all year. And I remember being at my house and, and it was something that was out of my control. And I just fucking screamed. Like rage screamed yeah like in my living room Mm -hmm. and i got done and i was like the fuck was that that's fucking weird then i walked out my fucking neighbors like what's up tom how you doing man (laughs) hope you're having a good day (laughs) like water in the grass like what the fuck it's guys fucking (laughs) but um but yeah it, it it feels weird to me to like let stuff out i think because i've always kept it bottled in you know um and i've always like Growing up, I was always that nice guy who got friend zoned. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, like, I never really expressed my feelings, you know, because I was the youngest of three kids. And so, like, uh, my older brother, the middle brother, he'd always be like, oh, but man, don't don't be a pussy. Don't mm. be crying about that shit. Mm. Don't let her see that. No, nah, no, nah, don't tell her that shit. Oh, don't say that shit. Yeah. You know? And so, like, you know fucking 90s that shit's gay don't be gay that's just gay you know mm. and so it's just like all right well i don't want to be gay <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to beat me up so yeah. you know i would kind of like hold it and bottle it all in you know and in a sense like it it molded and shaped me you know i mean even like with um i remember in eighth grade i got this girl's number and I was like, oh, man, she's gorgeous. She's beautiful. I want to date her. I want to all, you know what I'm saying? All this stuff. I want to be with her all this. It's eighth grade. And um, I told my brother about it. And he was like, don't call her. I was like, what do you mean don't call her? She gave me your number. I'm going to call her. Yeah. He's like, wait. Wait a few days. Call her. And I was like, all right. And so I waited a few days. I called her. And then um, I was like, hey, I talked to that girl today. He's like, oh, yeah, it goes. I was like, it's good. He's like, all right. He's like, don't call her all the time. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, don't call her all the time. He's like, I know that you want to, but don't. Wait. Call her once, wait three to four days, and then call her again. And I was like, this guy's fucking stupid. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. And so, like, I would call her, and I would call her, and I would call her. And every once in a while, we would talk, and sometimes, like, I'm busy. I got to go. And she kind of, like, stepped back. You know what I'm saying? I was way too, like, available. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so that was like instilled in me of like okay i can't if a girl stops talking to me i'm not even going to reach out to her type shit you know what i'm saying like and it, and it's still instilled in my brain to this day like ever yeah just ghosts not really ghosts in a sense but i'm gonna fall back like my fallback game is like way too strong it's not good oh, no. like it's it it, def- it needs some work yeah, you know what i'm saying yeah because like i'll have like i'll send a message and it just happened like recently to like if i reach out to somebody and they don't reach out to me or hit me back yeah i will all right cool to where like all right i'm i'll re- i'll reach uh, my my thing is i'm not gonna do it three times i'll reach out to you twice okay 
I'll do it once. If I don't hear nothing back from you, all right, maybe she was busy. I'm going to give it even still two to three weeks. And then I'll Jesus. reach back out. I'll reach back out. Hey, or see something on their story and say something. They leave me on red. All right, cool. Um, I know what time it is. That's different, though. Yeah. I think if people leave people on red, like, they're saying something. Yeah. And, like, silence is still, like, a reaction. Mm-hmm. So, like, I bet. Right. Like, I see. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, though. <laughs> there have been a few times, and more recently than not, like, finishing up school and, like, getting back into, like, honestly, like, working on myself, um, I've been really fucking busy. Yeah. Like, I think busier somehow than when yeah. I was in school. And I was even telling like my best friend, like, how the fuck am I this busy? And she's like, I don't know. Like, I barely talk to you. And I will notice, like, I'll go in and, like, read messages and I respond, but mm-hmm. I don't respond. Yep. And then I'm like, oh, what an asshole. I'm like, yeah. so sorry, because I'm not that person. I do not leave people on read. Even if I don't want to fucking talk to you, I'll still hit you with, like, an emoji Same. or something. You know what I mean? Same. Like, or if I'm super busy, like, I try to never do that. So I try to give grace. Yeah. Definitely not the, like, fucking three weeks. That's wild. (laughs) You get, like, max three hours, and I'm all, hello, hello. (laughs) Like, I messaged you. Like, I fucking see you posting. Like, what are you doing? Right. Nah, Uh, I just fall back. It's like, ah, whatever. That's wild. That is what it is. But I assume, too, maybe that's, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that's a problem for me. Because, like, if you're on it, if you're, like, messaging me, and then all of a sudden it's like on red. I'm like, okay, something happened. Right. So then I'll I'll repeat nothing like similar though. Mm-hmm. I might I might do the three times. Yeah. But again, I'm saying these are hour windows. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> these are not weeks. But after that, then no, I'm done. Yeah. And see, sometimes I don't know if you do this, but sometimes I'll make up stories in my head. Oh, like create like, a uh, like a like a false narrative. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Like I'll and I'll and I'll like actually believe it. You know what I'm saying? Really? Like if a girl like um I don't want to give like an actual example, but You should. And <laughs> <laughs> But if a girl like hits me up like, "Hey, like where you been?" and you know, like, yeah, I haven't yeah. talked to you in a while. Yeah. I'll be like, "No, I hit you up." Like I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Like I hit you up and I asked you this. Like, "No, you didn't." Like, "No, I did." And I'll go back and I'll look at the messages to bring it up to show her and prove to her. I'd be like, oh, shit, I actually saw your message and didn't reply. Yeah, that's on me. Oh. I'll take accountability at that point. You know what I'm wow. saying? Like, nah, that's 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 on me. I've had a lot of shit going on. And, and I honestly thought that I hit, I replied to you and hit you up and, mm. and you just left me on red and we hadn't talked. And I create the whole fucking narrative in my head. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. I try not to. <laughs> like, I know what you want to do. Like, it's Stop like it. you said, you get busy, you know? No. Yeah, I get it. I and get so it. and I never understood that. Like, I always. When every time I was like put in the friend zone or a girl would give me the line of like, I'm sorry, I've just been really busy. I'm like, no, you're not. Bitch. She ain't that busy. Shut the fuck up. But then I got busy. Uh huh. And I'm like, and then oh, you're all, no, you're not, bitch. Wait. Shut the fuck up. Uh huh. Tell yourself. Tell yourself. OK. Mm-hmm. And then I get the energy that I was giving the girls back then. Like, mm-hmm. oh, OK, you're busy. Yeah. OK. Real busy. Uh huh. I saw you posting like, oh, but shit. that's different. Like yeah. I there have been countless times where I've gone on, posted, log right back off. Yeah. I don't see people's stories. I don't see people's posts. And that's also an algorithm thing. Yeah. So when people, because, and it's happened people, and I feel bad, but people will be like, well, you know, I posted my event or whatever. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Unless you send it to me directly, I'm probably not going to see it because thanks to Instagram and Facebook, I see the same like 20 people all the time. Mm-hmm. So, the worst. sorry. Yeah. But please send things to me. Right. And I'll be there if I can or I'll share it, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah. But now you get it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I do. I mm-hmm. understand now. 
Mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> getting busy and shit. Mm. <laughs> Are you too fucking busy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, man. But it, it's it's a, it's a thing, man. Being too busy, and that's the thing too. Is like even trying to get into a relationship, being a comedian, mm. traveling, being an entertainer, not even just a comedian, being an entertainer. That that's a whole. We could spend an hour podcast on that alone. Yeah. Like that that's rough, you yeah. know, because insecurities is one thing, you know what I'm saying? But it's even more of just like you're constantly on the go. And to me, if somebody comes to a show and they take a picture with me and they tag me, I'm gonna post it on my story. Yeah. Like that's just that's showing love to somebody who's showing love to me. Mm-hmm. That's not me. I'm gonna hook up with them. Doesn't mean I'm gonna go sleep with them. Doesn't mean any of that. You know what I'm saying? Who so said that? Oh, there's been plenty of women who were like, oh, I'm good. Like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm not insecure. Da, da, da. Like, I understand and I know your life and I respect it. And yeah. And they're all who's this bitch at 8:29 p.m. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. It's like women these days, um, and not all women, but most women are, are really prideful. So they don't really do that who's this bitch anymore. Mm. They just kind of fall back, mm. you know? Like I had, um, on my birthday, I, I shared a whole bunch of stuff of like girls, because I have a bunch of women friends, like a lot of lady friends. I remember your birthday post. Yeah. yeah. And so you know I had a bunch of women who tagged me. and, and I, I tagged you too. Yeah. Yeah. And I just share them and I post them. Yeah. Like, you're going to tag me in something, I'm going to repost it on my story. Like, yeah, yeah. Just plain and simple. I don't care who it is. Yeah. I'm going to repost it. Yeah. And so I had a bunch of women who were like, hey, happy birthday. And yeah. you're just such a lovely guy. I love you. Like, all this stuff. Because me and my friends tell each other, like, we love you. You know, yeah. like, I love you. Because we don't know when our last day is going to be. Absolutely. And um, there was uh, a girl that I was, like, kind of talking to, but not really. But I was starting to kind of, like, catch feelings for a little bit, you know. And um, I had posted all that. And she, like, when I say ghost. I'm talking like Patrick Swayze, like what? Yeah, like I went on to like go message her, um, because I had her number, but it was something, and I and I and I saw it, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I wanted to send this to her, so I went on her profile, and it was like follow, and I was like, <gasps> wait, follow, wait a minute, like did she unfriend me? Oh, I went on Facebook, and it was like add friend, <gasps> and I was like, what the fuck for real? And I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, cause like me and her, like we had just like kicked it before I left out of town. What? You know what I'm saying? And like we were cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we were real cool. Yeah. And I hit her up and I was like, hey, like I don't like I messaged her like on our phone number. And I was like, hey, I was like, I just noticed that I was deleted from everything. I was like, I don't know what happened or. or yeah. You know, but I thought we were cool. Like I, if there's something like you have on your chest, like we can talk about it. Yeah, you yeah. know, like yeah. I, I'd rather you come to me and, and tell me, you know, about your feelings. Never heard from her. What? And so I just set her up because, like, I really did have, like, feelings and respect for her. Yeah. You know, especially because she was respecting the celibacy and abstaining, sure, you yeah. know. And um, so I hit her up one more time. I was like, hey, look, I was like, I don't know what happened. I'm not too sure, but I respect whatever your decision may be. I wish you the best and, and you take care. And, and that's it. That's Left it alone. Wild. But she would tell me all the time, like, oh, you're good. Don't worry about it. Like, it's fine. Like, I understand. No, I'm the most understanding woman you'll ever meet. Shit. Mm. Shit. But how hard is it to fucking communicate? I'm saying. Like, but both for men and women. Like, both. I'm not calling her out. I have no idea who this is. Please right. don't at me. But. <laughs> <laughs> she won't watch this. Uh, she might. Mm. They always watch. Yeah, um, true. You know, like, just fucking communicate. Yeah. Like, 
hey, yeah, like, I don't know, I was feeling some type of way because I thought I was cool, but now I have feelings for you. Now I'm not so cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's okay. Yeah. Like, but don't just fucking fall off. Like, don't ghost people. That's so rude. I that hate that shit. Like, oh, especially if there's like, or what you thought was like mutual respect. Like, mm-hmm. I thought we had enough respect for each other or like a relationship or friendship that like you could fucking talk to me. Right. Exactly. Instead of just fucking falling off. Yeah. That pisses me. Like, I'm mad for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It was just, you were just celebrating your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, dodge the bullet, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. But it's just. To me, like you said, communication. I mean, it really is key. It's everything, you know. Everything in every relationship, every kind of relationship. We we as human beings make up so many hypotheticals in our brain. Mm-hmm. We make up so many scenarios and, and stuff that didn't even happen. Mm-hmm. To where, like, if you bring it to your person, especially like if you find somebody that you're really vibing with and you're connecting with, bring that shit to them. Absolutely. More times than not, they're gonna be like. Nah, you're tripping. Like this is what it is. Yeah. You know, and I understand. Like, there's so many dating today is just it's a clusterfuck. I've to heard. To be completely honest, like, yeah, so many people will say things just to get certain things or do things to get certain things, and if you don't react a certain way because that person did something, they're gonna make a whole fit about it and blow up and do you know stupid. Like, it's dumb. It's so dumb. That sounds exhausting. It is. It's, yeah. it's dumb. Like, I yeah. don't recommend it at all. Zero out of five stars. Just leave it alone. <laughs> um, I don't even date anymore because it's just, I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't want to play the tricks. I don't want to play the games. I don't want to, I have to do this or let me wait to respond or I don't want to be too available. Like, I don't want to do any of that shit. Like, and isn't that too, like, I was just talking to my single friends, my girlfriends last mm-hmm. night, and we were talking about that. Like, it's a fucking game. Yep. Of like. Right. Like, I don't want to be too available and I want to, like, answer you, but I can't answer you too quick because then it's like, well, okay, she's like, she likes me too much. And then they're like, oh, I'm not that interested, but they are interested. And, like, you can't just fucking say that you're interested in somebody or, like, hey, like, I want to date you. I don't want to date you. Or let's go to do this. Let's go do that. Or let's not. Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, just say how you feel in real time. Right. With everybody. And everything will be fucking Gucci. That's what I'm talking about. See? Listen right there. Thank you. Yeah. That, and that's if, if people did that, it'd be so much easier, bro. Like like life would be yeah. easier. Like with your boss, with your parents, with mm-hmm. your significant other, with your brothers and sisters, like yeah. your kids, like just real time communication. Just be real. That's it. That too. And like and if you are if you are like a jerk, then then you're a jerk. People will find that out. People right. always find out. Mm-hmm. Um but just why not keep it real? Why not be your true authentic self? Yeah. Because somebody might think you're weird. Right. Oh, well. Yeah. I fucking love weird. It's weird over here. Mm-hmm. I love weird. Mm. I'm Come not trying now. to be like boring and complacent and normal. Like, right. You know, if that's what you want to do, then you you do that. But if that's not who you are, then that's only going to last for so long. Yeah. And that's just exhausting to keep up with. It is. Yeah, it is. That's why I'm always myself and I'm always real as shit. I don't care. Yeah. What question a girl asked me, I will be a thousand percent real. Mm-hmm. Some take it. Some are like, Ugh, like, why did you tell me that's too much information? Like, no, nah, you asked. I'm going to be real. I'm not going to sugarcoat shit. Yeah. This is me. Yeah. I fucked up. I did this. I did that. Like, yeah, I messed up or I did this. Like, yeah, I'm going to be real with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and try and like tiptoe around like, no, nah, this is what happened. I'm taking accountability. We can move forward or we can't, whatever, you know, and I'm also going to be weird. And that's me. Me I like being goofy. I like the weird shit. I like being dumb. I like being stupid. Like, that's me. Yeah. You can't take that? All right. Probably won't move on to the next one. 
that's true and i'm good with it yeah you know like that's that's me like i've i've been single for 14 years wow yeah i want to say good for you thank you just because there's like a lot of fuckery out here you know there is yeah a lot of fuckery yeah and so like me and it's been a lot of those years was me trying to learn to love myself because i was so (gasps) insecure and I would put love and relationship on a pedestal. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not happy unless I'm dating somebody. Mm. And if I'm getting left on red, if I'm being put in the friend zone, I'm fucking miserable. Mm. And I was like, nah, we, we're not doing this shit anymore. Yeah. Like, we're, we're doing this for us. Yes. We're waking up loving ourselves and we're making stuff yes. happen. If somebody comes and they want to compliment that. Yeah. Cool. Because I'll tell you right now, when it comes to being in a relationship, when it comes to being a man, I'm the most loving, kind, gentle, caring man that you'll ever come across. Yeah. I go above and beyond for the people I love. Mm-hmm. Not even just relationships, family, friends. I go above and beyond for mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. I love surprising people. My um, my love languages are quality time and uh, what's the gifting one? The Giving gifts? Yeah, giver. Quality yeah. time and giver. Like, that's me. Like, I love that shit. I'm, yeah. Those are my two love languages. Um I say like close second is like affection, touch, physical, oh, physical touch. touch mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's just me, you know. And so like I know what I bring to the table, so I'm never gonna beg anybody to come to my table and eat with me. Absolutely. You know. You'd rather be happy and eat alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey man, it's macaroni and cheese over here. Slam. You ain't even <laughs> got a shit. This is I'm like good shit. Seconds and thirds. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the string. Look at yeah. the string. Yeah, okay. Got All right. cheese pool. Yeah, you stay over there with that craft macaroni <laughs> over there. Go ahead. And get your little box macaroni. Yeah. <laughs> By all means. Get tables over there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I so. fucking love that. Yeah. I love, I love to see it in women, but I love to see it in men. Yeah. Because I'm sure it takes a lot. Like, as a woman, I know what it took for me to love myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously, like, men have different, different struggles different lives you know so i love that so much that you know you've done that and you have you have yourself on a pedestal it's not about having love or relationships with somebody else it's yourself yeah as you should Mm -hmm. and again somebody can compliment your life but nobody's in charge of your happiness or making you happy or you know completing you as a person like you are a complete person right yeah yeah i like this i like this yeah trim my nails because you're supposed to <laughs> <laughs> um cool well um we i mean we fucking go on forever but yeah good um tell people how to follow you uh you can follow me on if you just look at polar bear comedy you'll find me if you go on instagram though it's um the polar bear comedy t-h-e polar bear comedy because there's a polar bear comedy page who just shares memes that's not me <laughs> that dude hasn't posted since like 2017 i've reached out to him i don't know if he died or what happened but i've mm. like literally reached out like hey i'll pay for your name like can i get your name stop N- i n- nothing yeah so and his last time like, i think the last meme he posted was an obama meme so that should tell you how long ago it was <laughs> um but follow me the polar bear comedy or you just go to polarbearcomedy.net and you can check me out on there, um, and I'll have all of my upcoming shows, my YouTube channel, all my social media. Go on YouTube, check out the special. It's Hispanic Causing Panic, and uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Of course, um, and then let me know when you want me to be on yours. 
Yes, yeah. <laughs> I will. We have to start season two up for that. So yeah, yeah. I'll let you know. What's the name of your podcast? Uh, Exclusive. Okay. Yeah. And that's also on YouTube. Yep. Okay. Yep. So go there you go. Go follow yep. all the things. All yep. the things. YouTube channels where you'll find all of me. Not all of me, but that's OnlyFans. It's not out yet, but we'll see if that happens. I don't know. I think you should. I don't know. I would sell a lot because I have men and women who want to have sex with me. Yeah. Um. So Good for you. it would just be like double dipping in both bags. You should. Yeah, but, you know, there's this thing called morals that keep me away from it. So. That was a, that was a Cause same, 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 yeah. <laughs> same. Yeah. Yeah. Same. It was like a same. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much. Thank you again for being here uh, to my producer, Guy Alon, Bob Pod Media, to Latina Podcast Network. Make sure that you listen, like, share, follow all of that um, support. Please support. Um, and follow me on Riverwalk Queen underscore Notanya 310 on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. I don't know. Natasha Gonzalez. Just find me. <laughs> um, all right. Cool. And I will see you guys next time. Bye. Peace.